What's up, y'all? Welcome back into the Lacrosse Bucket Podcast. Tanner Demling here with y'all. As always, continuing our preseason conference-by-conference preview series. Second-to-last episode here as we go through the Patriot League and I'm going to do this one a, a bit different. It's going to be a lot like what I did with the Ivy League episode, where instead of going alphabetically, I'm going to go by tiers. So, you know, tier one, tier two, tier three, and so on um, within the Patriot League uh, and break down the teams in each of those tiers. Uh, before we get going, as always, you can connect with us on social media at Lacrosse Bucket on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can listen to the Lacrosse Bucket Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and uh, really anywhere else you can get your podcast. Uh, plenty of platforms out there. Many, I have no clue what they are that, that we are on. Um, LacrosseBucket.com is the website. Let's get ready. Let's get going here uh, with this preview. And as I said, going to start with uh, kind of go by tiers, and so um, that, that leaves us here with, with the, the top tier and with what I think is the best team in the Patriot League coming into the season, and, uh, you, you know, that is the Loyola Greyhounds. Um, Loyola was one of the most inconsistent teams in the country a season ago, um, and we saw that. They're coming into the, I think it was the second to last weekend of the season with a 5-5 five and five record, I believe. And so, you know, this is a team that really wasn't necessarily all that great. Now, they had some injuries and things of that nature, but they they hit that hot streak right when they needed it. Um, and they got themselves into the NCAA, NCAA tournament. They go, they fall to, uh, they, obviously, they beat Denver with that impressive save from Sam Schaefer uh, to end the contest there. And then they go and they fall to Duke in the quarterfinals, uh, ten to nine in overtime. Uh, this is a team that last season uh, really, and even at times during the up and down moments of their season, showed you know this is a team that has a lot of potential. And honestly, you know, and, and if you're listening to this when this is coming out, you know, you know I, I've put out also my preseason championship weekend picks. Loyola is on that. I think this is a team with championship weekend potential coming into the season with how much talent they return. Kevin Lindley, Aiden Olmstead there to lead the way on offense once again. This is a defense. I think Loyola, we've seen the past couple of seasons, um, really, and I remember 2019 seeing this as well, their defense wasn't necessarily that good. Now, Jacob Stover was a very good goaltender, and he bailed them out a lot of times. Um, I think it's a bit different this time defensively with the Greyhounds. Uh, You do have a guy like Ryan McNulty back there at LSM uh, to highlight that uh, group of poles um, and really is kind of the premier uh, player out in front of the cage for them. Also, Sam Schaefer in cage has, has shown himself to be a consistent presence in cage and has continued to show up and show out day in. Um, game after game. Uh, so so this is a team, I think, overall, 
front to back is pretty solid. Bailey Savio at the faceoff dot, obviously a consistent option. Uh, Mustang Sally uh, transfer over from Richmond. I believe he's a junior now uh, coming in from Richmond at the defensive midfield spot. And look, D-mid is is a group where Loyola always seems to be pretty strong at that group. Um, And and so you get a guy like Mustang Sally in there to further bolster that unit as well. So this is a Loyola program that I think is looking really good coming into 2022. Now moving on to what I would call kind of the, the, the second tier. And, like you know, how much of a gap is there between Loyola and the likes of Army, Lehigh, Navy? That, that That is to be seen. I, you know, certainly I think Loyola and Lehigh are, for me at least, in many respects, the top two teams uh, there. I think Army, uh, you, you could also argue Army is the second best team. I think Army and Lehigh would flip those however you want. I think Navy is probably that clear uh, fourth best team in the conference. Um, looking at Army, obviously, Brendan Nickton uh, is a senior uh, coming back. You know, one of the, the top player on offense, and really with Nickton, Army has seen uh, you know, what you would say is an offensive uh, resurgence, especially with him. Uh, leading the way on the offensive end. But as always, uh, defense is the staple of Army lacrosse, and that's going to be the same this year as well. Uh, You've got a guy like Marcus uh, Hudgens there at close defense, uh, All-American caliber pole uh, there leading the way at close. You've got a guy in Wyatt Schuper and Cage uh, who's been doing the work for the past two years now for the Black Knights has been really, really good. Um, you know, as we often see with goalies at these service academies, Army especially. Uh, so this is an Army team that defensively, you know, I- I'm always very confident in this Army, de- in this Army defense. Uh, the offense, I'm especially high on, considering Nick Tone is back. The biggest question for me, I think, in- for the Black Knights is the faceoff dot. They really struggled last season. They used a lot of different guys there. Um, I know they put James Pryor there at, at times, and and you saw that really come out, um, especially I think that Virginia game is when you really started to see, because that was early on, on in the season. I think specifically that game, which actually might have been Army's first game now that I think about it, uh, was their second. Uh, but um, that game, really, I remember watching and just – how Virginia with P.D. LaSala just dominated them. And certainly, LaSala is going to do that to guys. But you saw Army there, and you thought, you did think, okay, maybe that was just because it was against LaSala. Um, but they didn't really have anybody. And then they were they were going through guys uh, like it was nobody's business. And they did that for a while last season. Uh, so certainly, I think face-off-wise, Army is uh, a bit behind some of the other competitors here in the Patriot League, but they do have that defensive, uh, you know, capability that can kind of even things out um, if needed there. But certainly big question for Army, can they figure out the face-off dot? Moving to Lehigh, obviously this is the team that won the Patriot League last season, you know, <laughs> off the, uh, you know, kind of, uh, you know, pseudo-champions, if you will, because of a 
um, not pseudo, but you know, automatic champions. Better term there. Um, with Loyola having uh, the positive uh, COVID test, couldn't play, whatever. Um, so Lehigh gets that uh, title there. And um, no, th- this team, I think Lehigh, suddenly you have Mikey Sisselberger back who highlights this team um, and suddenly is the face of the, of the franchise at the moment for what he did last year. Um, offensively, I think this is going to be an attack unit that's going to be very good. Tommy Schelling, Christian Muley, Cole Coast, they're at attack. This is going to be a pretty strong attack unit. How good is their midfield, I think, is really offensively the biggest question there. Um, you know, and, and I talk about this a lot. Like you can have, you can have really good attack units, and you can have highly productive attack units, but it's not very often that you don't have at least one uh, highly productive midfielder as well. Um, and in many cases, you need that balance on the offensive end. I, you know, I do wonder if Lehigh is going to have that, but you know, you can have a attack heavy and attack only, you know, offense, if you will. And especially in today's game of uh, positionless lacrosse, um, that kind of balance is seeming to not matter as much as it used to. So we'll see how things turn out there offensively for Lehigh. Um, you know, defensively, you know, James Spence is a great goalie. You have uh, Teddy Leggett, uh, big time LSM coming back. You do, you know, my question with, with with this Lehigh defense is close defense. You lose a guy like Matt Douglas, you know, what is this close defense going to be? James Spence obviously is a great anchor there in cage. Leggett is a solid, uh, you know, pole at the LSM spot. Uh, so confident in those two guys. But that close defense uh, for Lehigh, the biggest question for me on the back end. And then, as I mentioned, offensively, that midfield, how things are going to work out there. Uh, but, you know, face-off dot, attack, just really, really good high-level play there for the uh, Mountain Hawks uh, this season, uh, expected, especially after what they did a year ago. Um, Navy, the midshipmen, this is a program, look, Joe Amplo, the resurgence, whatever you want to call it, of Navy and lacrosse, um, has been good under Joe Amplo. Uh, this is a program that, you know, a, a team that I'm pretty excited about this year. Um, you know, all the reports out of the scrimmage against Carolina over the weekend are pretty strong uh, on Navy. Um, I did have some questions in the fall of them from what I've heard um, and then from what, you, you know, seems to be the takeaways from some of these scrimmages they've had, whether it be in the fall or, you know, scrimmaging uh, a North Carolina team on uh, Saturday seem pretty good. Uh, we know this is going to be a midfield heavy offense with the graduation of Christian Daniel, uh, Patrick, uh, Sk- uh, Sk- Scal- Skalinick, um I always get the name pronunciation wrong there. So uh, Patrick Skalaniak, uh back. Uh, there we go. Uh, John Jarzos also back at the midfield spot. And then Jacob Jarzos at the faceoff dot was a pretty solid option last year as well. 
Jackson Bonitz highlighting that offense. And, uh, you, you know, this is a, a Navy team that, you know, and so is academies in general, pretty, pretty good defenses. Uh, I would say that's probably a good sign <laughs> um, there. Uh, and, but, but the biggest question for, for Navy overall, I think they're solid pretty much all the way around. You know, you look at Frank Chuck and McKenna gone at close. Those are some questions there at close defense. Uh, but you have Bonitz back, who is, you know, should be an All American this year. Was pro- I mean, I'd say he was the best freshman of, of anyone in terms of production last season. Um, there, so you know, he is a guy to watch for sure in the highlight of that defense. But the biggest question for Navy also lies on defense, where you do lose Spencer Lease now. Um, I'm not exactly sure what they're going to do in cage from what I've heard on Saturday. Um, was it Saturday or Sunday over the weekend against Carolina? From what I've heard, they played two guys. Um, there uh, might've been three, but they, 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 they played a little musical goalies there. So looks like, you know, still working things out at the goalie position there, but with, with Navy, you know, they've done it. They, they went from Ryan Darby to Spencer Lease pretty seamlessly, um, and, and they go through goalies like it's nobody's business, just like I mentioned with with um, you know, the, the counterparts up at West Point just a few minutes ago. So I, I'm not really worried about the production they're going to get in cage because I'm you have to be pretty confident. Whoever they get, whoever they lean on, is going to be a, a pretty solid option. Moving on to what I would call the third tier of the Patriot League, and uh, I have two teams marked off here. Um, and, and these are two teams that I really think, especially one of them in particular that I've mentioned on here before, that I really think can be kind of the, the dark horse, the Cinderella, if you will, in the Patriot League can really cause some problems. And that's Colgate. Um, but you lose Mike Hawkins, you lose James Cadigan at attack. Those are obviously significant losses. You get a guy like Brian Minikis back, um, who, you know, is one of probably one, one of the more, and I know this, I think I said this on the last podcast, this term is overused in lacrosse, but one of the more underrated attackmen in the Patriot League uh, really should have more attention on him than he does. Um, you know, he did uh, amazing things last year. Uh, 15 goals, 25 assists there is going to be the leader of this attack unit. Uh, you look at Will Sadali at defense back, Thor Admech back at LSM. Uh, this is a team that, you know, showed a lot of promise late last season. And, you know, I do think if they can put it together completely like they did um, in some of those games last year and come out on top, uh, whereas, you know, last year you lose 13-11 to 11 to Army, 13-9 uh, to 9 to Lehigh in the semifinals um, of the Patriot League. You know, they beat Boston U, uh, who team we'll talk about here in, in just a second. Um I, you know, I do think there is some promise with this Colgate team. Uh, they, they've just got to put it together 
uh, from front to back, which I think if you watched them early on in the season, they didn't do that very often. They didn't put it together for a full 60, um, but they did do that, especially late in the season uh, against some of these tougher competition, uh, some of that tougher competition. So it should be interesting to see what the Raiders can do here in 2022. Uh, Boston U, uh, this is t- another team that I think uh, could make some noise as well. Uh, Vince DeAlto uh, De back. Luis uh, Preferito, Timmy Lay uh, make up a really good attack unit uh, there. Uh, Lay actually missed. He had a 34-point season, missed the final. I think it was like three games. Uh, make, no, final four games of the season um, there for the Terriers, and I believe he was the top uh, point getter coming into, like, those final uh, weeks of the season, Um, obviously missing because of injury, so he's back. Um, DeAlto and Perfido combined for 77 points a year ago. And then at the LSM spot, and this is a program that has produced really, really good LSMs over the past few seasons, and they've got another one here in Roy Meyer uh, there at the LSM spot. Patrick Morrison, a, a guy at close defense. Both of those guys had breakout seasons and really highlight this defense. Um, at the faceoff dot, I think it should be interesting. Uh, Connor uh, Calderon, uh, Maryland transfer. Um, it looks like he's going to be the guy there. Um, Boston U actually scrimmaged Maryland on s- this past Saturday, and uh, Calderon apparently played really good in that scrimmage. Uh, so it looks like he's going to be the guy there at the faceoff dot. Um, you know, they were forty-one percent a year ago, the worst, one of the worst teams in the conference. So that's really the biggest area of improvement needed for Boston U. I think they should get that with Calderon. Uh, you also have Jax Popovich, uh, another face-off transfer from Richmond in there. So, you know, those two guys there at the dot, and especially Calderon, uh, should improve their play at that spot. I'm confident in this attack unit. I'm confident in Meyer and Morrison on the back end there. Um, and this is a, a a program that really, you know, they, they they've done everything except forget to that title game. Um, I I don't know. I I think, I want to say they made the semis one year in the Patriot League, uh, but I'm not 100% sure of that. But this has been a program that has been rising. And uh, certainly, you know, you don't have a Chris Gray or anybody like that, but they have a lot of really good pieces that fit together well, could cause some trouble in the Patriot League, similar uh, with uh, the Colgate Raiders there. So both those teams, I would say, third tier, certainly in the conference. Now, this final tier, the fourth tier, I want to make this clear. I'm not saying uh, these teams are close to each other. So this final tier, I have Bucknell, Holy Cross, and Lafayette. Now, I think when you look at it, I think Bucknell and Holy, and Holy Cross – I think there's probably a gap between them and Lafayette, a a bit of a gap there. Um, And certainly with Holy Cross, 
we didn't get to see everything last year with J.L. Leppert coming in in January as the new head coach. And then with the season being being cut short, um, you know, they do have a lot of promise there. You look at a goalie, uh, the goalie situation with A.J. Fox, I think is really good. Chris Conlin is one of the better uh, polls that, uh, you know, isn't talked about enough in the Patriot League. Yeah, Will Spannenberg, Dean uh, Denano at, at the attack unit. Uh, those guys were solid last year as well. Um, but really, I think it's a defense that this Crusaders team is going to rely on again this season with Fox and Conlin there. Um, but, you know, overall, I think Holy Cross, if you're going to say, you know, a team to watch, to watch closely in the Patriot League, it is going to be the Crusaders just because the promise they showed last year and then the inability through no fault of their own to fully deliver as they didn't get to finish the season. So that's certainly something to watch out for. Um, with Bucknell, um, look, these teams, Frank uh, Federaca always has – you know, put, always has teams that have bounce back potential. They go two and six a year ago. There's certainly bounce back potential there. Um, you lose Tommy Sapoko, that's certainly a big loss um, as one of the top point getters. But they did it again. They did it a year ago with Will York. They've done it before. I think they can replace that uh, offensively. You get Austin Terry. Dutch Furlong back at attack, Harry Wellford back at the midfield spot. And remember, this is a Bucknell team that they came close uh, to beating Navy uh, certainly at you know, near the end of the season, or my better than closer to the middle of the season, but they did come close to beating Navy. They did challenge. They lost six games, but you look at their schedule, you look at how they lost some of those games, it easily could have been uh, this easily could have been a four-loss team instead of a, a six-loss team. They could have two more wins on that record last season if if a couple bounces go differently. Uh, so certainly an interesting team there to watch in Bucknell, as always. Um, look, with Lafayette, you go winless. You, you go winless. There's not much to say here. Uh, they enter the season on a 27-game losing streak. Look, I think they break that losing streak. Um, it dates back to March of 2019. I'm confident they're going to break it. Last season, you saw a lot of youth there. Um, they do lose one of their top playmakers in Noah Mendoza, a defenseman who's taken his talents to Ohio, to Ohio State. Uh, but you get back Peter Lehman, who was the Patriot League Rookie of the Year a year ago. Uh, 20 goals, four assists there. Uh, so you have to be confident in him offensively. Ryan Ness has been a consistent presence in cage. Uh, J.P. Robinson, Tommy McGee on defense. Charlie Cuniff, uh, they're another uh, consistent guy at the attack spot. So, look, Lafayette, you're on a 27-game losing streak. Um, and, and that's why, and as, as we get into the prediction part of the episode here, um, 
That's why I have you finishing last. Um, you know, prove me wrong, man. Like, prove me wrong, guys. Um, prove me wrong. So, getting into the prediction piece of this podcast, uh, my final standings here, mentioned Lafayette at number nine. I have Loyola at number one, Lehigh at number two, Army at three, Navy at four, Boston U at five, Colgate at six, Bucknell seven, Holy Cross eight, Lafayette nine. As I mentioned, you know, I, I think that top that top group of, of top four, Loyola, Lehigh, Army, Navy, is pretty set in stone. I think all of those teams are going to be pretty good, pretty consistent this season. Boston U, Colgate are the two teams I'm circling as if there's going to be any chaos, it's likely going to be made by those two teams. Bucknell, Holy Cross, I think have certainly have some talent, um, have a lot of work to do after last season. Holy Cross, just a, a different situation than just any other team in the country last year. Um, but Bucknell certainly a lot of work to do there as, as well as Holy Cross. Uh, but does have that potential. Lafayette, you have some good players. Peter Layman's a good player. Show me you can win games. And, and look, y'all came close to winning some games last year. Um, I do think you're going to end the 27-game win streak. Is it going to be week one? I don't know. Could be. Wrapping things up here, Offensive Player of the Year, I'm taking Brendan Nick Turner. Attackman out of Army. Um, simply, he's been consistent his whole career. He's done it before. Can he do it again? Uh, defensive player of the year. I'm going Jackson Bonitz. Defenseman out of Navy. Was super impressed with him uh, a season ago as a freshman. Uh, you know, expect to see him just continue that here in 2022. That is it for today's episode. Again, thank you all for tuning in. You can listen to the Lacrosse Bucket Podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, and many other podcast platforms. Connect with us on social media, at Lacrosse Bucket, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. LacrosseBucket.com is the website. Have a great rest of the week, and we will be back tomorrow for our final conference preview episode, previewing the SOCON, a new look SOCON.